As I say over and over again, I hope I hope you're doing well today. And if it's a day of difficulty and struggle, I do pray that you have a deep sense of the Lord's presence around you, his love, his shadowing, his tender care. I just got back from doing a formational prayer seminar. I was actually in Columbus, Ohio. I think altogether between participants and caregivers, there must have been close to 90 people. Um, great worship, great fellowship, wonderful time to talk to people about the Lord and hear their journey. So many hungry people wanting to grow in Christ, wanting to, in so many ways, be used of the Lord in this very hurting and broken world. I feel such a privilege to have the opportunity to stand before them, talk about Jesus, position them to experience the presence of the Lord, and then watch what the Lord can do and what only the Lord can do. It is an amazing privilege. And by the way, if you ever have an opportunity to come to the Formational Prayer Seminar, I really do think you would find it valuable. It's a seminar in which we teach people how to position the broken for transforming encounters with Christ, but in the end, all of us that are there end up encountering Christ and we're positioned ourselves for change, even as we're learning to position other people for change. A change always doesn't come, often doesn't come in an instant, but there is no doubt that whenever we get into the presence of the Lord and the Holy Spirit begins to work, something happens inside of us. Movement. You know, that makes me think about the fact that the Christian life is very much about ongoing movement, about growth. It's far more paying attention to the journey we're taking in life than it is preoccupying ourselves with arriving at a particular destination. We, we speak out the destination, we speak out where we're moving toward, but we pay most attention to the fact that every single day we have an opportunity to grow, to learn, to make movement. You know, I would say that if you're a follower of Christ, it, it would be true for me to say of you today, you're not where you once were, that you've changed. Even if you haven't noticed the change, because you're a follower of Christ, I am sure that you're not what you once were. In the same token, I can probably say that for me and maybe for you, we're not yet what we will be. But instead, we live in this present moment where God is up to something good through the everyday circumstances of our lives. And as if, if we can recognize what his hand is accomplishing. If we can surrender to what he wants to be doing in our lives, we find ourselves being transformed bit 
by bit by bit, moment by moment by moment. You know, one of the mistakes I think I make sometimes, maybe more than sometimes actually, is I pay so much attention to where I have not yet grown that I don't stop to give thanks for all the change the Lord has brought into my life. I think that's important for us. I think it's important for you that from time to time we just stop, even in the midst of our struggle, even in the midst of our disappointment, even where we have wandered and we have failed, that we're able to stop and say to the Lord, thank you, Lord. Ever since the first day that I ask you to bring me into your heart, you have been faithfully moving me, walking with me, transforming me. And while I may grow frustrated in what is yet to be changed, I want to give you great thanks for the work that you have done. And somehow I believe that in the midst of that thanks for what has happened, it opens my heart to even more transformation, to even more change. I, I was reading Philippians again, how many times we've all read the Bible, many, many times, many times the same passages over and over again, and yet each time it seems that something stands out. And in chapter 3, I began to think about Paul's statement where he says, I consider everything to be lost for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. He's saying nothing is better than knowing the Lord. Nothing is greater than growing in the Lord. And then he goes on and he makes this statement. He says, yes, I want to know Christ and I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to even participate in his sufferings. I want to become like him, like him in his death and even to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Now, Paul was setting out before him what were, were his greatest desires. And, you know, sometimes I, I make a huge mistake. I, I make the mistake of comparing myself. And I begin to think, my goodness, the Apostle Paul was this superstar apostle, super apostle in some ways. And yet, all of a sudden, in the midst of this passage, I read this phrase, not that I have already obtained all this. Not that I've arrived at my goal, but I press on. I press on to take hold of that for which Jesus took hold of me. There was such encouragement for me here. And, and I want to tell you why. I want to be very honest with you. Because there are times I feel it's beyond frustrated, but somewhat disappointed that I'm not further down the road than I am. 
and I think that there are times in which I feel like I've already, I, I should already have arrived at certain destinations when it comes to the spiritual life. And then I look at this passage, and what I see Paul is, yes, he sets out before him what his heart's desire is. I want to know Christ. You can just feel that I want to know him. I want to experience him. I want to have intimate fellowship with him. And he believes that that very thing is the reason that Jesus Christ took hold of his life. And that every day, in every way, this is part of what Paul looks to. It's at the very heart of his desire. And then he even articulates it in other terms when he says things like, I want to know Christ. I want to know the power of his resurrection. How his sufferings shaped him. He goes on and on. And, and you get this sense that Paul is consumed with this notion of being completely centered in Jesus. And then that phrase, not that I have already obtained all this. I guess in some ways Paul wasn't all that different than I am. That he's very, very grateful for the changes that have already happened because of the presence of Christ. And he's crystal clear on what it is that he desires and where God wants him to move forward, but he knows that there is still a journey to be taken. There are still experiences of transformation to be positioned for with Jesus. And that tension between gratitude in not being what he once was and hope in what will yet take place seems to be a tension that positioned him and will also position us for ongoing growth in Jesus Christ. In the Christian life, we are a people on a journey. We are moving toward someone. And in that moving toward someone, it seems as if we become more and more like that someone. And that we are encouraged even though we have not yet fully attained what it is that should most consume our hearts. I have to admit, I get encouragement from that. When I, when I fail to consider the scripture and I look at the Apostle Paul, there gives me this sense he had it all together. All his priorities were in order. His lifestyle was in order. He was an example of where we all need to be. And yet, in being that example, part of what he's confessing is, I still need to grow. There's still a path out ahead of me. There are things yet to be accomplished in me by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. And that brings me great hope. I love this phrase, I press on 
to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Over and over again, the Apostle Paul talks about the fact that the Christian life is not something we ourselves on our own strive to accomplish, but it's more surrendering to the ongoing work of God. He speaks about this in Thessalonians in several places, that God is the one that does this work. But I need to be surrendered toward that purpose, to say yes for that journey, to be aware in every single day of the moments in time when the Lord is at work to draw me further along this path. Are you able to join me in in saying today that we're grateful for what God has already done in our lives? It's a, a massive work of grace. But can we also speak out? What is it that we perceive out there ahead of us? What is it that is our deepest longing? Are we able to say with Paul, I long to know Jesus more. Go ahead, just say it, speak it out. I want to be more in line with him. I want a deeper intimacy. I want to participate in the fullness of the life of Christ. That's out there. That's what my heart's desire is. And I can say not that I have already obtained it. I've not arrived. But I'm going to keep going. I want the Lord to take hold of my hand and keep moving me on that journey. Because I know this, that journey, the journey has already brought tremendous change to my life. And I want to say yes for the rest of the journey. And part of that journey is the awareness today, in this day, God's at work. He's presenting me with circumstances and situations into which I can surrender and in so doing, Feel the Holy Spirit drawing me closer. I know this. I want to know Jesus more. I bet you want to know Jesus more. I want to be more like him. I'm sure it's the same for you. I'm so grateful the Lord has taken my hand. And he's leading me on this path. And I still have a long way to go. But I'm grateful, grateful for where I've grown and grateful that there is still opportunity ahead to go deeper into Christ. Mm -hmm.